All right, everybody, welcome to episode number nine of Do the Move. Uh, my name is Chad, joined here tonight by John, George, and Bobby. Uh, we're going to have some of our other guys uh, trickle in here uh, shortly on tonight uh, as we progress through the show. Um, this is a exciting week for us. Um, we've got, man, five or six shows I think we're going to this week. Um, AEW, uh, GCW, uh, Freelance Wrestling, we're going to the All Out Fan Fest. So it's going to be a loaded week here. So uh, we're going to start with uh, recapping uh the wwe shows throughout the week we'll go over uh uh dynamite and rampage as well and then we'll cover impact real briefly as well um gentlemen got anything we want to start off the show with we just start off with raw then right let's get yeah. into it yeah, all right let's get right into it man We'll get into it. Uh, I know a couple of the guys here watch Raw. I don't know if any of us have. Uh, I kind of put it no, on I, the background. I watched it. Okay, cool. Yeah, so we will start off. Um, looks like the show started with uh, Riddle and Seth freaking Rollins brawling uh, in and out of the crowd and backstage and all sorts of shit there. Um, we had a little uh, standoff with Bianca Belair, Asuka, Alexa Bliss, uh, with Trish Stratus against Bailey, Dakota Kai, and Eu Sky, um, in which they had a match with Dakota Kai and Eu Sky defeating Alexa Bliss and Asuka to advance to the Women's Tag Team Championship Tournament Final. Uh, after that, Finn Balor defeated Dolph Ziggler in a singles match. Uh, Kevin Owens defeated Chad Gable. Uh, Bailey defeated Aaliyah, uh, The Miz and Ciampa defeated Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles by a DQ. Uh, we had Johnny Gargano come back to the WWE in uh, kind of an odd fashion. Uh, we'll maybe touch base on that uh, real quick at the end here. Uh, Edge defeated Damian Priest, and that was it. Gentlemen, we have uh, any thoughts on uh, this week's Raw we wanted to go over? Uh, yeah, I, can, I guess I can start off. <clears throat> so, um, KO, uh, answering, uh, Chad Gable's open was pretty sick. Um, I don't know if you guys could tell, um, when he was coming out, he's like pretty much wearing his old gear from, uh, NXT and also his Titan Tron. It's the same exact thing as from NXT. Um, so I thought it was, that was really cool to see. Um, they also put on a really good match as well. Um, also, the uh, main event, um, this is more of a question to you guys, um, but towards the end of the match, um, AJ Styles got like attacked by someone, and then they're pulling him back, right? So that's one of the spots. And then a couple seconds later, um, uh, Dexter Loomis comes out with the biker hat or biker helmet and, you know, grabs the Miz and <laughs> Just walking backwards. <laughs> into, they alluded like, the... to it. It was pretty wild because you saw the the guys in the crowd beforehand, like yeah, on the one corner by the announcers, and then like the yeah. camera like moved all the way over to the end, and you saw like one guy come up, like in his yeah, like, riot but... gear or whatever it was. Does Does anyone know who that guy was that attacked AJ Styles? No clue. Anyone? From what no I saw, idea. it was a um, local talent from the uh, from wherever they're at this Monday. That's what I read. Okay. Who knows? Okay. That's a pretty um, big spot to put an extra in, though, if it was just a local guy yeah, against yeah. one of the top 
10 people, probably salary and respect wise in the company. So that is a local guy. What a role to get. Uh, anyways, uh, Bobby, go ahead. Um, I thought this episode of Raw was okay. Um, it's nice to see Trish come at, uh, come back and uh, return to the WWE universe. Uh, she looked wonderful out there. Um, overall, the wrestling uh, wrestling has been getting better and better each week on Raw. Kevin Owens and Chad Gable had a great match. Uh, Dolph Ziggler and Finn Balor also had a great match. Um, I thought the Edge and Damian Priest is okay. Um, I feel Edge's matches lately have been a little lackluster as of late, you know, as of this year. Um, but I'll I'll wait and see. Again, he has hopefully he has a match for uh, Cardiff um, next Sunday. Um, but overall, it was an enjoyable Raw. I do like everything that they're doing with Dexter Loomis. We'll see what happened with him and The Miz. He abducted The Miz. What is going on here? What is this TNA 2009? Are they abducting Samoa Joe here? Putting him in the, in the back of a van here? What's going on here? But I am intrigued to see what's where this leads to next. Joey? Thank you, Bob. Um, when it comes to Johnny Gargano and how he was reintroduced, at first it did feel a little... I guess, unimportant, especially since they were in Cleveland the very week before. And of course, AEW was in Cleveland um, this week, which we'll get to later about Cleveland being weird for some people. But I'm not really sure what the next few months look like for Gargano whatsoever. Obviously, they had the thing with him in theory. And theory has been pretty cold, minus his Dolph Ziggler stuff, in terms of how we treat him or how he's been treated since winning the money in the bank. I know classic money in the bank booking. We can all roll our eyes at that, but you're reintroducing Johnny really introducing him as a legit singles guy to the main roster for the first time. And so if they do feud and have a couple of ma matches, I feel like you have to have theory win because of what he has. And then that just kind of what makes you wonder then what do they do with Johnny? Like how do they treat him as a result? Ciampa's kind of busy right now, obviously, with Miz. And so I just don't know what they do with Gargano. I'm happy he's there, but I feel like you had to have Theory win if they are going to have one or two matches. So if anyone else has thoughts on how they handle Gargano, I'd love to hear them. Bobby? Joey, yeah, dude. I I'm over here talking about Ron. I completely forgot Gargano they do. At the top of the hour, right? I think it was like 9 o'clock. It, it was one of the hour breaks, so a pretty prime spot as far as – New viewership goes, yeah. Yeah, it was it was weird because we came back and then his theme hit. And we're like, oh shit, um, unexpected, honestly. But I'm glad he's here. And but again, it leads to wonder what's what he's what his future is gonna look like after theory. Because again, it looks like the program's right there, right? It's written. They were part of the way. But yeah, no, I'm I'm intrigued where that's gonna go. Um, I'll leave it at that, fellas. If anybody else wants to pitch in here. Thanks, Bobby. George, go ahead. Sorry, I was uh, trying to hit the thing. Um, so really quick, I just want to jump back to something real quick. Uh, the person who attacked, attacked AJ Styles, I do have a name on him. Um, guy's name is Rajan Husher, um, some sort of local talent. Um, not exactly sure for what his whole story is. Uh, let me see if I can find out exactly where he's from. Um Battle Arts Academy is his home uh, promotion. 
So kind of a nobody, but yeah, getting dropped in that thing. Um, moving back up to a, uh, the uh, Johnny Gargano situation. Uh, the Honestly, with Gargano, there's two ways you can do with this. Um, you could put him back with Ciampa, get get a big DIY re, uh, you know reuniting thing, and finally have some a legit tag team in you know the tag team division, or you could push him towards the main event scene um, because there is no star power in the main event scene right now, and they desperately need something to kind of you know get going because eventually Roman has to drop that belt, and you know it's sooner than later it's got to happen um granted now i don't know what happened at clash at the castle so i don't know if roman did drop or if anybody can uh change that's that this up. saturday george it hasn't even happened yet bud well by the time we, we release this who knows <laughs> <laughs> you could drop it at a house show for all i know um but yeah uh again i don't watch wwe that much forgive me um, but yeah, no, if anything, put Gargano towards the main event scene as a single star, you need more star, star power at the top and you have none right now. And especially with uh, news that Triple H is going to move away from part-time guys, this is a big deal uh, for getting Gargano solidified. I'll jump back in briefly in terms of that idea for Gargano. I worry that if you do push somebody that, and not to be sizest here, but somebody that is that stature-wise small, to beat Roman after holding the belts for two years, least the Universal title, I, I worry w- what that might do in terms of a fan response, especially if Johnny was reintroduced relatively without much fanfare beyond that. But hopefully they do something with him and he at least wins because if against theory, I don't see it. John, go ahead, and then we can switch to a different show. Yeah, Um what I pretty much want to say is there's no one that can stop Roman Reigns right now. Like I'm, I'm dead serious. You look at the whole roster. It's not believable. This is my opinion. I think you're, uh, I, I think that's a pretty true statement, at least as of right now, from what we've seen. So, it, well, Drew McIntyre exists. So he does. He does. We've, we haven't seen it yet. Have we, or we've seen it once. I, right? uh, I think it was a DQ. I think if nothing yeah. else, Without. He might have passed out at Survivor Series when oh. Drew was the WWE champion. That's right. I, I knew it was. they had, like, one encounter, but we'll They had see. one TV encounter, but they've been doing house show loops before Roman did the part-time gig with WWE. Got it. All right. We will be moving on to NXT from the 23rd. Uh, so it looks like we had Braun Breaker and Tyler Bate agree to a championship unification match at Worlds Collide. Uh, so that's a pretty big uh, uh, step there because that's the UK champ, uh, Tyler Bate. So uh, looks like they're just going to one championship uh, for that. Uh, we had Gallus defeat Josh Briggs and Brooks Jensen via countout. Grayson Waller interviewed Apollo Cree, uh, Cruz on the debut episode of the. That'd Grayson be a big get. Yeah. Uh, we had Cameron Grimes defeat Javier Bernal. Uh, Blair Davenport defeated Indy Hartwell. Uh, looks like we had Dexter Loomis returning uh, for Indy as well uh, during the show. Uh, the Dyad defeated Legado del Fantasma. Tyler Bate defeated Von Wagner in a singles match. Uh, Wendy Chu defeated Tiffany Stratton in a lights-out match uh, to finish the show, it looks like. 
And we've seen a couple of those in AEW. I don't see a whole lot of those in WWE, I feel like. So that's a pretty interesting one. Uh, Joey, go ahead. Yeah, so the Lights Out match, it was not an AEW style of that. It was Lights Out because, for those that don't know, Wendy's Chew's gimmick is that she's basically a narcoleptic wrestler. Like, she's always just napping or sleeping. And so they, they like, dimmed the lights. They had some weird, like, aura to it where you actually could still see them working. You really just couldn't see the crowd at all. And so it was basically just a hardcore match with some, like, sleep-related things involved. So pillows with Legos in them to make them hurt. I didn't um, see that. A mattress frame on the outside for the finish. But one thing I really want to touch on, still sticking with the ladies, is Blair Davenport formerly known as B Priestley in AEW and other wrestling companies. I thought she came off really well in this, and she's actually going to be in the triple threat match for, to unify the NXT US women's and UK women's. You have her going up against the two champs, obviously Mandy Rose, very well known by the mainstream audience, and Mako Satamora, who's obviously a legend in the industry, hasn't actually wrestled in the States for, they said, I think at least five years, which is really saying something. And I thought, I almost called her B again, but I thought Blair Davenport came off the best in that segment with her swagger. Just she, she carries herself really well. And she's a bigger in terms of like height and muscular in terms of the ladies. So I thought she came off really well. So I'm happy to have her added hope for the long-term future. George? I just want to question, when the actual hell did B Priestley sign with WWE? A few months ago, I think she might have had a handful of matches in NXT UK before they are going on their long-term pause before NXT Europe. It's only been a few months, though, and she won, I think, a match or a tournament to become the number one contender. So I don't even know if she's lost yet since her cup of coffee in NXT UK. Wow. That's just... I Like, I because that's the kind of signing I thought would have made a bigger deal, you know, but I never heard about it. Like at all. Wow, that's crazy. But it, and why would you change her name? She has name recognition. Like there is so much go to unpack there. But I mean, the only thing I could say is maybe there's a little bit of negative press surrounding her name after that whole incident with her and Osprey. But that's another story. I think it might have been a, a before Vince retiring sign signing where they were changing everybody's names. So maybe they just haven't gotten around to changing it back or she just doesn't really care, doesn't want to sign over her name. But it really hasn't been too long, though. Okay, yeah, that's – I'm sorry. That's just – that is something I really did not see coming, but holy crap. Okay, but, yeah, other than that, I got nothing on NXT because I don't watch it, so have fun. <laughs> uh, anybody else? Bobby, Bobby or JT? Um, I thought it was a, an average show this week. Um, I got something a little bit later. I'll bring up, but as of right now, I thought it was an after show. Uh, I, I did like the uh, that they brought out Dexter Loomis during the Indy um, Hartwell segment. Um, Joy, what what did the note say that he gave to her? Did it, Something did it about say, like, I'm sorry I've been gone for a while. I love you. I'll see you soon. Because yeah. obviously he was arrested by the cops right outside yeah. because of him kidnapping Miz the night before. But it was nice that they called that back because it, it, it's hard to ignore it when he was just released and they didn't end that storyline whatsoever with Indy. I'm curious to see where Indy goes from here. Does she get called up? 
There were uh, talks about that. I did see some sort of reports. They were talking about and, her and somebody um, else. I'm sure she's had dark matches up there before before Vince retired or retired and everything. Um, so I'm, I'm wondering maybe this can lead to her joining Dexter on Raw. Um, but we're just going to have to wait and see. Other than that, it was a, an average show. I'll have more on it later. Um, we can continue on. Um, I believe AEW, fellas? I think uh, John had something he wanted to say, no? Oh, he did, oh, huh? You faked me out. He had the mic ready to go. I was like, all right, we're about to get a JT promo. You just got faked. I got faked out, bro. All right, uh, we will head into SmackDown before we head over to AEW. Um, so looks like we had Karrion uh, Cross uh, have a message for Drew McIntyre, and uh, apparently Karrion is making his in-ring debut uh, this this week, actually. Um, first match of the night: Natalia and Sonya Deville defeated Dana Brooke and Tamina, Shotzi and Xia and Nikki Ash and Dewdrop in a last chance fatal four-way tag team match. Sheamus and Gunther had a stare down in the match. Uh, Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah defeated Natalia and Sonya Deville to book a place in the women's tag team championship tournament final. Uh, we had a segment with the New Day and the Viking Raiders. Uh, Drew McIntyre defeated Sami Zayn. Uh, and Roman Reigns came out for a message with him after that as well. Uh, thoughts on SmackDown this week? Yeah, um, so real quick, um, as I just want to say that Sami Zayn, part of the bloodline, is 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 great. It's golden. It's hilarious. Uh, yes, hilarious. But some of the the you know the couple seconds that they had back in like Roman's like room, uh, it's just this is great. I I love. Uh, I sent the video to Chad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh Sami Zayn dancing <laughs> it was so funny and they can see one of the Usos like cracking up but holding like you know their laugh back but dude, Sami Zayn sure. <laughs> yeah Sami Zayn dude funny um but send for the man <laughs> say yeah send the man <laughs> um but I want to talk about the ending of Smackdown the very very ending and this is why I said no one can stop Roman Reigns so at the very ending that, you know, they're showing like the copyright stuff and then Roman Reigns is looking, you know, sitting down on his throne, right? With his two belts, just looking like a fucking icon legend. And he's like, the way he was saying this stuff, I believed, like he said, as long as I want it, it's mine. This whole industry, this whole business runs off of me. I'm like, ooh, you guys got to watch that video if you haven't, because that made me like, yep. There's no one in this damn industry that could stop Roman Reigns right now. They got to build someone else that has the same, you know, level where it's, it's just happened and it makes sense that someone could take him out. But right now, they either need like an army to stop the bloodline. But that's my thoughts on SmackDown. Yeah, Roman's definitely come into his own. I've really enjoyed his work the last year, um, just overall with the bloodline and everything. And, like you mentioned, his his promo work, his his speaking abilities. Obviously, we all know he's a is a great performer in the ring, um, but just his slow cadence on everything. Like before, he used to be really fast and like, you know, he'd stutter and it just didn't come out right, didn't feel organic. He slowed everything down. He's got that deep voice and he just yep. it just sounds so real, you know. Like you just believe he's, he's a bad motherfucker every time he talks. Like he owns it. Yeah. Shit, you know. He he's pulling that Jake the Snake Roberts um, 
you know, style where he talks really softly and makes you want to like go in. Then when he puts more crescendo in his voice, it's just it's beautiful promoing, right? That's what you need to do. You can't be like an '80s wrestler and start yelling. Yeah, no, you know? it's it's very it's very soft spoken at first, but you don't know when he's just gonna like burst. You know, it's 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 good stuff. I've really enjoyed it, so I'm, I'm glad he's uh, he's worked on that and he's where he's at. Cause like you said, I don't think anybody uh, in WWE right now is is close to what what he is as a champ. I, I don't think anybody's believable, you know, towards him other than Drew. Um, in that sense. So we'll see how uh, they progress with the bloodline and, and Sammy. Uh, he's just so fucking funny. Every time I see him, I would just want to die laughing, you know, like the video you sent me, like the Usos couldn't even keep it together. And you, you saw Roman have like a smirk too. when he was talking, he's like, Oh shit. Like I can't do this. <laughs> like it was good. So uh, any other thoughts here, uh, George, you want to say something? So I just had one quick thought here. Now that we've brought up the bloodline again, um, and I just want to bring this, bring a uh, discussion to the group here. Do you guys feel that WWE has written themselves into a corner with the bloodline? Um, because legitimately, like we said, it looks like only Drew McIntyre has any re- realistic shot of beating Roman Reigns at this point, outside of like part-time Brock, part-time you know whoever. Um, maybe Kevin Owens if they push him right. But again, it's just that with how empty the main event scene, scene is right now, I, I personally feel they've written themselves into a corner that they don't know how to get out of. Oh, I'm going to yeah. sneak in real quick. I think, as we all know, Hollywood next year for WrestleMania, I think it's eventually going to lead to The Rock. But how they slowly build that without getting stale, I think you're definitely going to see Drew at some point. You know, he's going to be one of the first guys. And then... You know, probably closer to winter time or, you know, late winters, and we'll probably see the Rock emerge and they'll do their shit. But yeah, that's I was the gonna only way say that. Yeah, I was gonna say that probably like Killer Cross might be the next one too in line. But he's like right yeah. now he's hunting he's hunting down, uh, Drew McIntyre. So that might be something that might happen at a clash at the castle. Um, Bobby. Um, I don't think they're gonna take the title off of Roman. Not quite yet. I think they're saving it for Cody. That's just my opinion. Um, he'll probably be back for the Royal Rumble. I know they're making it seem like, oh, he's going to be out for such a long time. He'll be back for the Royal Rumble, and he'll probably win it and, and probably face Roman. That's if they don't get the Rock. Um, if they do get the Rock, then they might postpone that. Maybe have Cody and, and Seth go at it again at Mania next year. But I think... May they're kind of going towards Cody. Cody's going to be that guy to dethrone Roman, um, but we're just going to have to wait and see. Again, who knows what The Rock's going to do. I, I hear that he doesn't have anything going on for the first quarter of next year. He's available from what I'm hearing, but this is as of right now. Guys, he's still got a couple months. He may sign something saying, hey, let me go ahead. I'll do this. You know, Who knows? Again, last time he did wrestle. I'm not counting the Eric Rowan match, but the match against John Cena, he said he nearly broke every bone in his body. So, um, I who knows? I'm going. My, I'm putting my money on Cody. I would love to see The Rock. Don't get me wrong, but if the man nearly almost broke every bone in his body facing John Cena, imagine going up against his cousin Roman Reigns. <laughs> He's in so good shape. I think he can handle it now. He's in much better shape than he was then. That was what 2013. Yeah. 2013. Yeah, we talked. We talked about this during the week. Yeah, um, yeah. He is much know. older. Though. I don't know. It's just weird how, like, 
they talk about the bloodline and the history and i sent you guys that shirt or sweatshirt whatever the hell they had that, that had everyone on it the rock's not on it he's related to roman in some sort of sense so it's like hmm like i feel like it's it's building to that you know like it's it's gonna it's gonna happen if it doesn't happen i'm gonna be really surprised because that's that's been the rumor for like the last two years is I think Rock more than that. <laughs> Maybe three or four, yeah. Before I think they it goes back Rock, when, you know? when, um, when the Rock cuffed out Roman at, at one Royal Rumble. I think I heard rumblings even back then. Yeah, That's they had like a stare down too, right? Or something like um, that? I think, no, I, actually I went back and I saw it a couple weeks ago. Um, it was the Big Show and Kane beating down Roman and the Rock came in, saved Roman. Roman threw them out and then I, I threw out, uh, who was the last guy? Maybe Rusev, I think. It was then, Rusev, yeah. Yeah, Rusev, throughout Rusev, and then that's how he went on to face uh, Brock that, at that WrestleMania. But The Rock was part of that. He helped out Roman and everything. The, there was no face. stare down with that, though. Yeah, no. You it might wasn't? be remembering Roman, like, or not Roman, Rock, like, being confused because the crowd, thank you, Philadelphia, was booing out of the building Roman, even though yeah. Rock was there to help him. So he was more so, like, looking at the crowd being like, okay, all right. But no, no tension between him and Roman has been shown whatsoever. Really, I thought I thought at one point there was like like whether it was on a Raw or something. Not no. at all. No. Nope. Oh, okay. But I'm just saying the rumors kind of like you can take it as far as that yeah. back. Yeah. No, you're right yeah. for sure. So. But we're gonna have to wait and see, fellas. <laughs> yep. Anything else uh, to add to SmackDown? Nope. All right, we're gonna head into AEW territory. Um, boom, 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 boom. I just lost my dynamite cards. So give me just a sec. All right, my mic is muted, so I'll try this again. So we had uh, Daniel Garcia come out to start uh, Dynamite this week, in which we have a custody battle apparently going on uh, of him between the wizard, Chris Jericho, and uh, Brian Danielson, uh, in which we will now have a match with Danielson and Jericho at All Out. We'll obviously get into that later. Uh, we had Dax Harwood take on Jay Lethal, on uh, which Jay Lethal uh, stole a victory uh, in that match. Uh, Thunder Rosa announced that she is going to be stepping away due to an injury. Um, so we will now have a interim women's uh, championship match at All Out. Uh, very broken up in that, uh, that interview. So that was uh, really sad to see and very unexpected because we haven't heard much about uh, Thunder being injured, at least what I've seen uh, recently. Uh, so we'll have Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Hikaru Shida, and Jamie Hayter in that four-way match. So that should be a pretty stellar match. I'm, I'm, that's probably one of my my top matches I want to see uh, this weekend. Uh, we had Billy Gunn take on his son Colton Gunn. Uh, we had Colton uh, beat Billy in that match. Um, next up, we had Britt Baker take on Kylan King. Britt Baker defeated King. Uh, we had Swerve in Our Glory uh, have a little interview with Tony Schiavone. Um, and then we had our AEW World Title Unification match. And, well, I will probably save our discussion, you know, once we get through the rest of this here. But uh, CM Punk, John Moxley didn't go the way I thought it would. 
um, John Moxley became the undisputed AEW champion uh, at the end of that match, a short match. Um, we had uh, Tony Schiavone talk to Christian Cage. We had Ricky Starks come out. And then we had our main event for the Trios title tournament. Um, we had Death Triangle, Pac, Penta L Zero, Miedo, and Ray Phoenix versus the United Empire. Uh, Kyle Fletcher, Mark Davis, and Will Osprey. And the United Empire uh, ended up taking that uh, victory. That was a pretty good match from what I, I saw. I only got to see highlights of that. That's the only match I did not watch all the way through, and I'm disappointed because I heard pretty good things about it. Um, so, guys, what uh, what do we think about this week's Dynamite? George, go ahead. All right. First off, I'll take because there's a couple. I want to really quick before I get into this whole spiel. Um, I just heard some very close uh, thunder and lightning. So for some reason, I go out. That's why. Um, so but anyway, as far as uh, Dynamite goes, all right is an understatement. We literally had a five star match on this card, um, that being the trios match. Um a little bit more information has sort of trickled in about Thunder Rose's injury. Um, from what I, so from what I'm understanding, it seems to be some sort of issue with a disc in her back um, that was sustained during the cage match with Britt Baker a few months ago. Um, and she's been wrestling on that, which is why her uh, her matches have been pretty crap, at least is what the uh, the um, what I'm hearing as far as that goes. Um, uh, you know, and then there's something I want to talk about uh, AEW related a little bit later, um, but that I'll leave that to uh, to the up to uh, later. Um, the interim women's championship match that they've announced, please, in the name of all that is holy, do not let Britt Baker win this thing. I, you know, I understand, you know, she's a competent heel, but we need something new to that to kind of get things going Sheeta never got a proper championship reign i feel she would be deserving of it um but i'd also le- love to see the surprise of having jamie Hayter win and start that whole rivalry with her and Britt. um other than that i mean you know some of the interview se- segments were okay uh conspicuous by their absence was eddie kingston um but now that some stuff has come to light after the fact um supposedly during sometime either prior to this event or after it there was an altercation between kingston and sammy guevara um kingston is now suspended and his match with guevara has been pulled from all out um which unfortunate because i know a lot of people were looking forward to that match um the there was something else I kind of forgot about. I don't remember. Um, oh, the uh, the Billy Gunn Colton Gunn thing. Um, Stokely Hathaway has made his uh, his presence known in that whole sh- in that whole uh, scenario. Um, he, and it looks like he the Gun Club will be signing with him. Um, as far as the punks Punk uh, Moxley match, which I know has been the hot topic uh, going forward here. Um, he, so it was speculated that punk actually did re-injure it, but it does look to be a work, um, as of right now, uh, currently for all out the main event still scheduled as far as I've seen is Moxley versus punk. Um, so we may get a salty run back. They'll probably set something up on this upcoming dynamite. Uh, so we'll just have to see that. Um, and 
I do have a bone to pick, but we'll save that for later uh, later on in the show. Um, Jay, you got something? Yeah. Um, so yeah, the the Eddie Kingston and Sammy Guevara like spiel is happening, uh, you know, in the back and also on camera. I I just wish that you know they can like just shake hands and actually take this real life story uh, line the thing that's happening right now and make it into the actual match was supposed to happen all out, you know, because now you got people like saying, oh, now it's big buzz about, you know, Eddie and Sammy. I don't know. I just feel like it's a good way just to get momentum for all out. But that's just my opinion on that. Oh, the best um, heat, the best heat is real heat. And, yes. and I, a exciting example would be the Matt Hardy edge situation exactly. from back in the day. So yeah, yep. I see where you're coming from, but I think maybe this was a little, I think Eddie's unpredictability is the issue. That was, that is why this okay. all happened here. Um, cause it, cause I know Eddie's have, it does have a history of mental health issues, um, which he has been working through with AEW. Um, but I think that combined with the fact that he didn't tell Sammy not to say what Sammy said from there, because there was a segment cut from a, it was a rampage um, where Sammy was talking trash about Kingston. Um, and he said something about Kingston's weight or, or his, you know, something that really didn't go over well with Kingston. Cause, but then Kingston never relayed that he never wanted Sammy to say that. And it just became a whole thing, but yeah, it, I think AEW decided let's take the, you know, let's just push pull away from this. It's not that important of a match where they could, where they have to have it, but they can also now save it and build it better for full gear. Okay. Yeah. That's a good, good way to do it too. Yeah. Um, Before you mention anything, I hate to interrupt, but who do you guys feel like it was in the wrong in this situation? I've seen the internet divided on this i've seen people saying sammy is this this is it's it's death it's eddie's fault at the at the base here because one of the things that you're that wrestlers are trained to do when doing these types of heel promos is you're supposed to communicate that hey you can say whatever but don't say this eddie never said that to sammy if it was because if there's something that important you got to relay that stuff. And Eddie didn't do that. So Eddie's partially at the base fault lies with Eddie, yeah. Sam, but Sammy never apologized for it, which obviously exacerbated the situation. Um, and then he also you know, brushed it off with his comments after the fact too. Cause Eddie said, you know, uh, yeah, my suspension's up. I did this uh, and this, I was wrong. And Sammy just kind of brushed it off as whatever and just totally blamed him. So. Chad, we lost you for the first half of that. Your mic went out. Oh, did it go out? Yeah. All right. Well, uh, Sammy kind of brushed the whole thing off. They they had a quick little, or I wouldn't say spat, but um, Eddie had tweeted out, yeah, this is true. I just got off my suspension two weeks. I did this. I was wrong. Sammy just kind of brushed it all off and kind of just put the blame on him. You know, he explained it definitely more in depth, but at the same time, I don't know. It's just one of those things, definitely just miscommunication from the start. Like, it would have just totally never been a problem. But you kind of have to expect that from a heel. They're going to they're gonna dig up anything they can, you know, to get heat. Um, and I'm not, obviously we know uh, Eddie's got some mental health problems and stuff like that. And, you know, he's not the most fit guy in the world. But 
I wouldn't say he overreacted because I don't want to be the guy saying, oh, body shame people. Like, it's not right. Just don't do it. But at the same sense, it's it's wrestling. You know, everybody's built different. And we see a lot of big guys in AEW. We don't see the, the most jacked guys out there. Like, it, I, I'm not going to call him soft for being upset about it. But if it were, like, one of my friends saying that, I would probably call my friend soft about it. You know? Yeah. I, the only question I would have is what was actually said in that promo. Uh, he's called him um, fat or overweight or something like he that. He compared the, the crowd to being uh, fat pieces of the more vulgar version of crap to Eddie Kingston because they like him and said, I'm not surprised you like him. And then Eddie's response, the first thing he said right after um, in the back was, oh, wow, cool, Sammy, fat shame people. All right. And then he transitions away from it. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's just this is one of those things. I think a definite overreaction. But Sammy yeah. should have apologized at at the very minimal. <laughs> like, just be like, you know what? I shouldn't have said that. He didn't say that at all. He's like, oh, Eddie's had history of being rough with people and hard to work with. So it is what it is. Is basically. Yeah. Well, Chad, is it is it public? It. Like, did he not apologize to him? He or did... like, we, we may not. He did some sort of interview with somebody that was posted. So you're right. It could be wrong. I could be wrong. But going off of everything that's been uh, online, Sammy did not apologize from All at least right. what I saw. Well, I'm just going to throw my two cents. Um, as Eddie, as the veteran, I think he was in the wrong. Like, look, if it was something that really offended him, he should have sat him down. Like, hey, look, let me tell you why you shouldn't say or fat shame me on television. Uh, I saw something on Chris Jericho's book. It was been posted on Solomonster page on how he called the wrestler old. And that wrestler told him, hey, you never call a wrestler old because how is it going to look when an old wrestler just beat you? You know? And I get it. It's that old mentality and whatnot. And, and if Eddie wanted to pass that knowledge to Sammy, he should have sat him down like, hey, don't do this. Don't call me this. And then, hey, not only that, they edited it out, out of the promo. It didn't air, did it? Or No, it didn't. It didn't, right? So it or it aired, but it never that part never aired on TV. They edited it out. Yeah, it was taped in front of a live crowd, but never made it to TV airing. So for Eddie to overreact, like, dude, come on! Like, if you wanted to teach him a lesson, you could have sat him down, like, hey, dude, don't don't tell me this on TV. It makes my character bad, and, and move on. But I can tell that Eddie. And I think there was a signing where he, he just doesn't like Sammy at all. <laughs> I was just about to bring that up. Yeah, he basically buried Sammy at like during a signing. He was doing like an interview with somebody. Um, didn't say anything specific that I remember, but just said he, he said really, the guy's a prick. <laughs> yeah, but again, you know that you could you could be commenting on his you know in ring character saying that as opposed to the real life person Sammy might be. We don't really know. Um, but you know, yeah, again, this is Eddie should be the veteran and be the bigger man in this situation. Um, but at the same time, you know, there's always that opportunity then for a salty run back on the mic. He, uh, I did pull up the, uh, article or the, um, statement that Sammy made about it. Um, he said, Eddie did not do the professional thing and communicate to me which if he did, I never would have said it because the last thing I wanted to do was hurt someone for real. So he did kind of apologize. So I was wrong on that. Um, but he said, so after the promo, I get to the back and Eddie is flipping out yelling, you can't call me fat over and over as I'm trying to walk down the stairs in Gorilla making a big scene. People get in between us. Eddie tries to pie face me and he more life touches my face. It was weird. Uh, and then everyone backs up and he said, uh, I know this isn't Eddie's first time being aggressive and getting out of control backstage. I know he had to do some kind of anger management after this whole thing. 
This whole thing was very unnecessary, but it is what it is. Live and learn, I guess. On to the next we go. So, sort of apologize, kind of a half apology. He didn't flat out say sorry, <laughs> but Eddie. Man, it seems definitely... like you don't really like Sammy here. Uh, I'm. They're both wrong. It's just, it's just a big overreaction, personally, you know. So, but they'll get over it. Uh, Joey, go ahead. Yeah. So this, I think, is another example of AEW's problems in communication issues. How many months has this been a, a topic in varying degrees of communication either lacking or breaking down? And this is another example of it. Not related to the Jonathan Gresham issues or the Chavo Guerrero, Joey Janela, Marco Stunt, other scenarios where in that company, it seems like communication just doesn't happen as well or as often as it should. Totally different scenario. But I think this is another sign that there needs to be more communication like demanded and a more definitive structure. I like that promos are a lot looser in the company, but this is where you need to have some accountability person to say, all right, what are the bullet points of your promo? Let me talk to the other guys so he knows or they know in response and come back and communicate it. This doing it live stuff, I don't know if it works all the time to this extent. Here's another example of communication being an AEW downfall. That's all I got. We can transition to something else quickly, George, if you want to hop in and then we can progress on. Yeah, I, I just want to say real quick, I think the kind of, you know, f- flying by the seat of your pants thing that AEW has done with promos really only works for guys like Chris Jericho, John Moxley, etc., because they are veterans and they know how to really cut a promo. Young guys like Sammy, who have never, this is their first big promotion. This might not be the best way to go about it with them, letting them just kind of do whatever and seeing what happens. So I do agree with you. There does need to be a little bit of accountability, um, but I know now that they've been working with new, with new producers, they put new people into new positions. So I think right now we're just getting towards the end of those growing pains as far as that transition of power goes, as far as getting those producers in the mix and get, you know, starting to communicate those issues. So hopefully that'll get resolved now with everybody getting in the right place at the right time all right so we will uh next head on to rampage uh so to start off rampage we had our trios title tournament uh semi-final match between the house of black and the dark order uh now one of our questions last week was who was going to be the third uh member for dark order uh 10 was in the match um and he did kind of uh play an injury with his knee there uh, throughout the match so we'll see what happens but um the dark order uh ended up going over uh, the house of black due to interference with miro um and there were some questions regarding that deal because i think miro started going to town on uh, uh a couple of the house of black members there if i'm not mistaken and there was no dq but Dark Order is going through uh, to the finals. So uh, we had conversation last week how uh, it, it could have gone either way. Both sides very just dis- uh, uh, deserving of that opportunity. Um, so we'll uh, see what we get here uh, when we head all out. Uh, we had a uh, segment with Hook backstage. We had Angelo Parker and Matt Menard uh, basically say they're coming for Hook. And Hook... Uh, you know, as he normally is, nonchalantly says whatever and leaves. So we'll see uh, how that progresses. We had Wardlow versus Ryan Nemeth. 
squash match. I hate Ryan Nemeth. His whole promo going to the ring or his whole deal just talking shit. You know, he deserved uh, that little uh, squash. Uh, we had Powerhouse Hobbs versus Ashton Day. Uh, another short one there. Powerhouse Hobbs uh, got the victory. And then we had our mixed tag match, Ortiz and Ruby Soho versus Sammy and Ty Mello. Uh, Sammy and Ty won the match. And then we had uh, some extra footage of CM Punk's loss uh, to Moxley from Dynamite that was uh, super hyped up as, like, you had to see it. And it was a total of, like, three to ten seconds, honestly, of, like, Punk saying, oh, I didn't hear a crack. I just can't feel it. That was basically the gist of it. So I was kind of disappointed with that. Um, and then we had our Ring of Honor title match. Uh, Claudio versus Dustin Rhodes. Uh, Claudio ended up retaining the match. Uh, we haven't seen Dustin, I think, in a match in a while. Definitely a little rusty. Definitely not his best work. Um, George, why don't you take over? All right. Thank you. So, um I will say this this rampage was a was better overall than I than past rampages I've seen. Um, I think it, you know having uh, some you know the trios tournament match on that really helped this uh, this program out. Um, I'm so glad that Dark Order went over because I it just didn't make sense to for uh, House of Black to pivot away from the Miro thing. So I'm glad that's kind of you know going to be a focus now. Um, however, I know a lot of fans online were not happy with this. Um, basically saying that, uh, you know, Malachi Black, form, formerly Alistair Black of WWE, has basically fallen in terms of star power. Um, you know, they're saying, oh, he's jobbing out to these nobodies in Dark Order. Um, you know, and he really should go back to WWE. But, you know, what people are failing to realize here is you're trying to push a storyline and you have to build that storyline. You have to give reason and credence to it. So yeah, it's, you know, he got rolled up by Alex Reynolds and lost the match, but it makes more sense for it to happen to him than as opposed to a either Brody King or Buddy Matthews where it wouldn't really help anything. Um, and they did still have their post-match beat down a Miro. So, um, you know, that that's a, a thing. Uh, really quick, though, you did mention an injury with 10. Um, he does have a history of a knee injury. He had a very severe knee injury, which actually forced him to retire from college football, um, which is why he has the knee brace. He does also have a arm injury uh, that he had uh, while he was with Dark Order, but that that didn't come up. Uh, and during the match, I know his knee brace got pulled off by uh, Malachi Black. So, um if I don't think they're playing it up, but I think it was just part of that match as far as that goes. Um, the uh, mixed tag match, nothing really to say there. Um, kind of wish Ortiz and Soho would have won that, but realistically, it just it wasn't going to happen. Um, and then, yeah, the uh, the Dustin Rose match, I know we had talked about that, you and I, Chad. Um, it definitely not the best work for Dustin. His ring rust definitely showed, but when you, you know, when you look at it, like, you know, Dustin hasn't wrestled in a lot in a long time. And Claudia wasn't reasonably going to lose this match. This was about as good. It was, as it was going to be um, the only real big botch in this match was uh, Dustin, you know, hitting uh, Claudio in the nuts with his head. So, because it looked like he legit, he legit didn't look like he meant to do it. And I think Claudio was legit holding the grapes there. But uh, 
It was really you know, that... odd because then, like, uh, Arn was on the ropes as well, like, trying to hold things up. It was just a total miscommunication. Yeah, I think there I think there was a spot that got missed is the problem. Like, you know, like, Dawson might have was, – was probably supposed to knock uh, Arn off the apron, but it just, you know, at that point, it's just get this thing over with. Yeah. You know. So I, I, yeah, you know, I can't really say much about that. Uh, the hook thing, you know, I'll, I'm looking forward to see where that goes because now, you know, they want to taste. They want to taste a hook. Taste. Two point is great, man. Oh, you know, I don't. I guess, the, you know, I don't know where they picked this up with all this promo work that they do, but God bless them for it. Um. You know, and then I always love seeing the uh, the unspoken tension between uh, Hook and Lexi Nair because I'd love to find out those those two are dating in real life because I got a feeling they're they're not. She's uh, she's engaged to Big Cass uh, William Morrissey. Cass yeah. XL or whatever the fuck his name is. Cass XL William Morrissey from Impact. She was actually really instrumental in helping um, his sobriety. Uh, which makes sense seeing as how she's DDP's real life daughter. So some yeah. of that abilities to help, but Hey, tension with characters is still tension. Love it. Make it work. Make it, make, make uh, Lexi uh, hooks manager. I'd love to see it. All right. Anybody else have anything to add to uh, rampage? No. All right. We will uh, quickly head on over to impact. Now this was the uh, second uh, show that uh, John, Richard, and Brian uh, saw with me. Um, we had two tapings uh, two weeks ago now, two, three weeks ago. Um, so we had the Knockouts World Tag Team Champs, VXT, Deanna Perrazzo and Chelsea Green versus Jordan Grace and Mia Yim. Uh, we had VXT Retain. That was actually pretty, uh, pretty solid match from uh, from what we saw live. I was excited about that one. Uh, moving on, we had the Impact World Tag Team Champions Carl Anderson. What the hell? Impact World. We had Carl Anderson versus Mike Bennett. Um, if Anderson wins, Canales is banned from ringside during the Impact World Tag Team Title Match. Um, and I believe believe Bennett won, right? Yeah. Um, no, I'm sorry. Carl Anderson won that. Um, lots of reading here. Sorry. Um, that was a kind of a back and forth thing there. Um, we had lots of reading. Uh, Jason Hotch versus Bupinder. Um, and Bupinder ended up winning that match. Next one up here. We had Josh Alexander versus Vincent. Uh, Josh Alexander retained. And we had Alicia versus Jessica. I believe uh, Jessica's first match on Impact. Is that right, Bobby? It's her first match under the character Jessica. She was uh, under the uh, name Havoc before, but again, it's her, her new character change. So yes, I guess if you want to be technical, it's her Jessica's first match on Impact. All right, uh, Jessica won that match. Uh, moving on, we had Violent by Design uh, versus Time Machine, uh, Kushida, 
Chris Saban and Alex Shelley. Uh, Time Machine won that match. That was actually really fun to watch, and it was a pretty solid main event. Um, Can I ask how uh, Eric Young's trunks were for this match? So they were not uh, white. He was not wearing a diaper this time. They were or with uh, a skid mark on or the back. with skid mark on the back. No, they were red. Uh, they looked yeah. like they actually fit him as well. They weren't up his ass the entire match. And nice. uh, I don't think we were really that uh, angry at him this time. Nice. Well, thank you for this uh, Fashion Police with Joey segment. Continue on. Uh, yeah, that was the main event. Um, like I mentioned, uh, my first time getting to see um, the Motor City Machine Guns. And they're actually going to be at All Out. Um come to find out last week on uh, uh, AEW programming. So it was kind of cool that we got to see them before that was announced and, you know, just the type of match that they had. It was really, uh, really exciting. So Joey, are, are, are we optimistic here then that I know the original time that they did the impact AEW partnership, that it really wasn't in the grand scheme of things that beneficial for impact ratings and in the long term, but to pull out, the Motor City Machine Guns, a legendary in terms of modern the last 20 years for a wrestling tag team to be at an AEW pay-per-view, I, I think is a pretty big signing. And I feel like this is more of a one-off than the previous um, partnership that existed when Kenny was the champion, et cetera. But maybe they pulled this off and hopeful that this could be some more collaboration because we all that went to the Impact shows a couple weeks ago now were – left happy we were impressed by what's there so if we, we, we can get some more collaboration there and hopefully it's more mutually beneficial i'm all for that if anyone has thoughts on the motor city machine guns and that partnership being yeah. kindled shortly or long term i well, i would like to see ahead. it more sorry bobby i interrupted you um, good, my my main confusion on this though was i feel like motor uh machine guns are faces on impact right correct they are so they're pairing them with Jay Lethal. Well, who... Chad, let me explain it to you because you, you, yeah, you seem a little confused. They grew up in school TNA. Em. School them, Bob. All three of them. They, they all grew up in TNA. They were a part of the X Division. So you're probably right. like, why are they coming up to save right. Jay Lee? Or why? Yeah, they all grew up in TNA. They're a TNA based gentleman, or them three. And so that's why they're, they're part of the match. But I was going to throw out, how do you guys feel about this? Because, again, we were going to originally get the, the big guy and Sanjay in the match. And Sanjay is also another It's all confusing, honestly. Yeah. Just the fact so, that they threw him in like that. Um... So, again, from a story, from a story I, I don't get it. I mean, I get it. Yeah, they're friends. But you also have the big guy and Sanjay Dutt. I feel like that's a plenty of – that's enough. But, hey, you guys are going to get a killer match at Sunday because the Motors Machine Guns always put on a hell of a performance. So as a fan of me, I'm happy that we're going to get this match. But, like, logistically, is it, is it really the right play? Like, I don't know. Take it away, Joey. I'll, I'll happen. I don't think it is, even though I'm happy for the Motor City Machine Guns. A couple weeks ago, my, my confusion about the treatment of mid-card titles was that Wardlow – and his first big pay-per-view since winning the championship is not defending it in a singles match or any match. It's just the tag team match with the pinnacle. And right. so I'm like, okay, maybe they can do this for that big spot with Satnam Singh, the legit seven foot four guy. Fine. That's a cool spot. Make the moment. That moment ain't going to happen now, seemingly. So I just don't get then why again, Wardlow is not defending the title. He's not getting that, you know, meme slam moment. 
So I don't like it from a storyline either, Bob. And I think it's just more confusion for why is Wardlow even here because Pinnacle hasn't been a thing for six plus months. Go ahead, George. All right. So to kind of jump off where you're going from, I think this has less to do with Wardlow and more to do with FTR. Um, this ba- basically doing the match this way gets FTR on a pay- on this pay per view because they didn't have any legitimate challengers right now for anything. Um, so their star power gets added to this match. Plus, this sets them up to go to Impact. Possibly, you know, by the time they get to Impact, um, Motor City Machine Guns will have won the tag titles, and now we set up that big dream match. You know, and now we get more belt hunting for FTR. So I so I understand the whole that whole aspect. George, I like where you're going with that, buddy. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing is then you know Satnam Singh, you know, as big as he is, is still a very green wrestler at this point, and he's a you know he's an intimidating large threat. The last thing you want to do is destroy that threat by having him get killed by Wardlow. So. So now you you know you've got two guys in motor machine guns that are you know associate have been associated with Jay Lethal. Sanjay Dutt hasn't been an active competitor in years, um, so there's no reason to throw him to the wolves. It's just not going to work. So put the guns in there, let them have you know the ma- this match, set the set the future up with them in FTR, and then you know you know Wardlow can do whatever with Satnam down the line remember full gear is November usually so that's not that far off that's enough time for Satnam to get some more in-ring experience and then you know if they decide to have something with him and Wardlow that it could be a nice big blow off there um you know this and that also gives Wardlow time to have some title defenses in the you know between now and then so there, there's a little bit more going on here than the surface of, you know, why, you know, bringing the guns in for an absolutely nothing. Yeah, I, I see that point. And I like the fact that they're letting FTR go kind of fuck off and just win titles pretty much everywhere, but they haven't won the tag. Well, actually they have, you're, you're right. Uh, never mind. Um, I just feel like if they're going to be like the tag belt collectors, they should have the the AEW belts as well, you know? Um, yeah, they had a, a run with them already, but, you know, that's their thing right now. And, yeah, I I totally am for seeing them go to other promotions and do stuff. I'm glad that Tony Khan's allowing, you know, his talent to do so, but I don't know. I just feel like it's one of those things we don't need to see another tag match on a pay-per-view because this is one of three right now. We're, the, the main event or the main – purpose of this this pay-per-view now is for the trios belts so not only do we have that but we have this match wardlow who is the tnt champ who should be just defending the belt because like joey said he hasn't had many defense uh defenses um and then we've also got the actual tag team belts being defended well they're probably gonna announce sting darby miro and that's also gonna be another exactly that's what i'm saying like i don't we don't need all these tag matches you know just what's wrong chad you don't like trio matches no we've got fucking trios belts if they're gonna do trios matches why aren't they in the trios tournament i agree it's too right? much they're it's, doing too the much. belt shouldn't exist i'm not saying the belt shouldn't exist but it's just kind of the same thing we've been bitching about the last couple of weeks you know like if there's a belt it should be defended on the pay-per-view i think that's just just what it should be you know especially if you're not I wouldn't say Wardlow is not regularly defending 
the belt, but he's only had a handful of defenses, right? Two? Two or three? I guess three if you count the Ryan Nemeth squatch. I remember the orange one, and then I think he had another one against. I don't even know. That's how unmemorable these matches have been. Exactly. Honestly, so I get I get bringing FTR into it for for star power and building future feuds for them. Jay Lethal, but 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 even that, there you go. Yeah, it's just like it's just one of those. Does it really need to happen like this? Maybe not. Uh, maybe maybe they could have thrown the motor shitty uh, machine guns in uh, with Kushida and had them be in the trios tournament and set something up like that if they're going to do you know a trios match but they probably um, wanted to but just couldn't get the uh yeah. deals done yeah so i don't know maybe i maybe i'm complaining too much about it but i'd rather just see the main belt get defended and if they want to give ftr a match give give them a, a meaningful match alone yeah, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from. If you're going to do something with Wardlow and FTR like that, where you're going to set up FTR for something down the line, you could easily do it on a dynamite and just kind of yeah. get it over with. But at the same time, though, not having FTR on the pay-per-view, now people start, you know, bitching about, hey, where's FTR? Why aren't they doing this? What You know, because worst case, even worse is, to, worse than not having them on there would be to throw them on the pre-show. Yes. Because then... Cause you know, because you, you do that, and all of a sudden now everyone's like, "Well, now FTR is being treated like dirt," yep. you know, and especially with all the stuff now that we're hearing about the video game, and you know that. I was just gonna debacle. say that. Yep, there are there are reports out that they are being they're not in the final release of the video game, even though they were in pre-production modeling. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, maybe it's, that... maybe it's a, a, a sorry about that kind of uh, uh, inclusion, but. Possibly, but they're, uh, you know, I hate to be, you know, the guy, the video game guy here, but uh, DLC, you know, they were DLC in the last WWE game they were in, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. Pro- yeah, and here's the thing though is I'm not sure what their contracts look like. There could have been an issue where they had not resigned at the time the game started production, or one was getting close to production, and they just couldn't risk including them for fear that they jump ship, you know. As opposed to like with Co- Cody, where they kind of, I think he might have been one of the first ones done and then just surprisingly left. Like that's, you know, that was unexpected and you kind of roll with it. But, um, you know, FTR, if they're going to get included in this game, it might be either as a DLC or depending on, you know, when they decide to release this game, they could still get at it. It's no one said they're not completely removed yet. They're just, they need, you know, they'll sort this out. I'm not sure, again, we're not really sure what the structure of this game is going to be and what, the, you know, they might only have a limited roster for the game to begin with just to keep things streamlined. So who knows? We, you know, that's uh, that's up to the developers. All right. Any, well, uh, there's our TNA talk, right? Yeah, that's uh, that's impact. Uh, <laughs> well, hey, Chad, before we do before we do move on, I do want to say the main event was fun. Um, you guys were there. You guys had a hell of a time. I'm happy you guys had a great time. Um well, I do want to say, JT, man, it don't look good for your girl there. Don't look good for Miss Tasha Steeles. Um, I don't know if they showed it at the venue, but they had a backstage segment with uh, Killer Kelly, and she came up from behind and choked out Tasha Steeles from behind. My girl right there getting John's girl. Love I don't to see think it. They, I don't think they showed it. If they did, we were probably screaming at each other or filming. All right. <clears throat> well, it was on Impact this week, and I'm like, ah. Yeah. 
this don't look good for uh, Tasha Steele, man. I think they're going to job her out to Killer Kelly, and then Kelly's just going to go on moving through the rest of the roster. JT, what are your thoughts, man? Tasha Steele's nah, a I'm just, man. I'm just mad. I'm just mad at Panzer for not throwing a T-shirt. Yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, who wants a T-shirt? Scream louder. And he runs around the whole fucking ring. Doesn't th- I never saw him once throw a T-shirt. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> Never saw him once. No, he never just did. Saying. He never. Uh, did. We should have well, we just hopped see. in the uh, the titanium line and got our fucking pictures with the belt for free. Uh, we'll tweet at Impact. Where's our effing t-shirt? Right? Where's my damn t-shirt? I had to buy Henzer, two. where you at? <laughs> there we go. All right, let's All move right. on, guys. We'll move on. Uh, so we've got Clash at the Castle on Saturday. Uh, obviously, we've got All Out on Sunday. Is Worlds Collide on Sunday as well? Correct. Okay. It's before um, All Out. It, it's in like the afternoon, 4 Eastern, 3 Central. They did this with the WrestleMania one, and it actually, I thought, came off really well, being an afternoon show to lead into a night show. Different company now, but I kind of like it. So we'll uh, we'll do a quick preview on these, uh, and then if we want to uh, add our thoughts into like the GCW show, that kind of shit we're going to see. But uh, we'll start with Clash at the Castle, um, matches that are happening. Uh, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship match. We've got Roman Reigns taking on Drew McIntyre. Uh, SmackDown Women's Championship match is Liv Morgan versus Shayna Baszler. Uh, the Intercontinental match between Gunther and Sheamus. We've got Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka versus Bailey, Dakota Kai, and EU Sky. And we've got uh, Riddle versus Seth Rollins. Uh, thoughts on the card? Anybody? Bobby, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm looking at the card, and it's not a bad card. It, it looks pretty decent. Uh, the match that I'm most looking forward to is the Gunter and Sheamus match, and I'll, get, uh, I'll talk more about that later. Um, but we also got Seth Rollins and Riddle. Um, we didn't get that match at SummerSlam. They pushed it for this pay-per-view, so I, I'm sure them two are going to go out there and give us like, a hell of a match. Um, and then the main event, I'm curious where they're going to go with this. It's... Uh, it's for the undisputed titles. It's for both belts, so it's not for one belt. Um, so it makes me wonder, are they going to keep it on Roman then? It's it's in Drew's country, right? It's in his hometown. It's, I feel like this should be Drew's moment, but with everything with The Rock, right, or with Cody, who knows? I, I don't know. So I'm, I am curious to watch, tune in to that main event on who's going to win, Roman or Drew. Um, go ahead, George. Uh, so really quick. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, Drew's home country, essentially. Um, it's cause it's in Wales, which is part of the United Kingdom and Drew is Scottish, uh, which is also part of the United Kingdom. Um, but two very different places. Um, other than that, I don't have much to add, but I do have some interesting breaking WWE news to report. Um, theory got his first name back. Really? He's uh, he is now listed as Austin Theory on upcoming uh, uh, WWE live event lineups. Hmm. Interesting. Yep. So, uh, yeah, uh, PW Insider also reporting this uh, that they uh, that Austin Theory is now Austin Theory once again, gentlemen. Joey, go ahead. Not so much a specific match. I do hope my guy drew wins uh bob and chad have known for years since drew returned to the company that i've been one of his biggest supporters and fans but more so even than drew i just am excited 
to feel the vibe of that crowd. Now we're not going to be there live, obviously, because we're not flying over to Europe, but UK crowds can Canada crowds, as we saw recently with Montreal and Toronto, they are smart. They're witty, they're fun, and they're into wrestling on all levels. We know this crowd's going to be hot. And to me, that's a huge reason why to watch and rewatch certain matches. I think of Hogan versus rock at WrestleMania. Not the best in-ring match, but man, did that crowd go crazy for it. So the, the crowd to me is my most excited moment for that entire show. Go ahead, J- JT. Yeah, I agree with you, Joey. The UK crowds, uh, Canada, um, you know, Chicago, Philly, you know, that's towns. But those crowds are the smart crowds. And uh, I just love, you know, especially like, you go to Europe and you see a wrestling show, it, it's treated like a soccer game. You know, everyone got their own little like chance and someone starts like some kind of like sing song chant and like it just everyone knows it. And <laughs> it's always cool to see that, especially when uh, WWE goes to the, you know, the UK. Um, but the match I'm definitely going to look forward to. And Bob, Bobby said it was a uh, Gunther versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental Championship. And it's just perfect because, you know, Seamus, Ireland, Gunther's from uh, Austria, I believe. Um, so it's just that match is going to be hard hitting. And we know Seamus can hit hard. And we know Seamus can hit really hard as well. So that's probably going to, that's, I don't know. I think that that match might steal the show. Hey, JT, what's good well, feeling Gunther known it. for? What was that? What's Gunther known for? Oh, the chops, dude. And an insane body guys, as of now. Wasn't there a picture of one of his chops from, like, the past week? You just see the whole, oh, his whole chest, like, jiggle, and it's like, ugh, fuck. Uh, there's a match that happened last, like, over a year ago with uh for the UK championship. Um, Dragonoff, his name is, Maybe and Gunther. that's what it was. Maybe Ilya, somebody posted that. Who, that who's a very nasty. pale guy already. <laughs> it looks yeah. so nasty. I'm like, dude. I they remember bit- chopping Brian, and I thought I was going to kill him, but th- one of his chops for sure would fucking kill me. 100%. Yeah, th- those two matches that they had together are just freaking like five-plus stars, and it's crazy. Anyways, that's my, my thoughts. All right, we will move on to NXT. Uh, Worlds Collide, looks like. Is that uh, the next one here? Um, is there only two matches announced for that? Are we still uh, waiting a couple more matches? As of as of right now, yes. There will probably be a, somebody who watches the NXT show, a tag title unification, and a couple other ones that are thrown in there. My guess is typical takeover style, even though it's not takeover anymore. Five matches. They each get time. Everyone goes home happy. Uh, for me to start it off, though, with that, I'm – I'm most intrigued. I, I mentioned being really impressed by Blair Davenport, formerly known as B Priestley earlier. That women's championship match I'm excited for. I think this is a way to get um, the belt off of Mandy Rose. She's, ho- she's held it now for over 300 days, believe it or not, and has beaten basically everybody in NXT USA. And so I think this is a triple threat. You could have Blair pin Miko Satamora or even find a way to sneak a pin over Mandy Rose and really legitimize her without having Mandy look terrible in defeat since we've already seen Toxic Attraction, the tag team, on the main roster. So they want to get Mandy up. This is a way to get the belt off her without making her look necessarily weak in defeat. 
other thoughts on Worlds Collide, gentlemen? I know it'll be good. There's only two matches, Chad. I know it'll be a good show. Yeah, always no, delivers. no, they always have great shows from even the shows that we've watched together. I've always enjoyed them. Um, yeah, just the two unification matches should be interesting to see. Uh, I'd like to see Blair, you know, maybe get uh, a, a pin in there, maybe get that title. Um, I think Braun Breaker is probably going to win that respective match just because he's been pretty dominant obviously from from what i've seen from him but uh interested to see what they announce uh tuesday following uh nxt uh anybody else want to add to that real quick all right we're gonna head into our main event of the weekend uh all out uh we've got the trios uh tournament championship final where we'll be tagging new champions uh so we know the dark order is part of that match uh, i believe this week on dynamite we're gonna have uh, the elite and osprey and aussie open uh, is that correct it's either dynamite or rampage i think one of the two obviously we'll, we'll find out who uh they'll be challenging uh i obviously believe it's going to be the elite but who knows could be wrong um, we talked about Wardlow and FTR against Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns. Uh, we have the interim AEW World uh, Women's World Championship match with Tony Storm, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Hikaru Shida. Uh, they are going to have a casino ladder match. We don't know the entrance yet. Uh, if I'm wrong, correct me. Uh, we've got uh, Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. Swerve in our glory will take on the acclaim for the AEW World Tag Team Championships. Uh, Jungle Boy will finally get a match against Christian Cage. Uh, we have Ricky Starks versus Powerhouse Hobbs. And we have Jade Cargill taking on Athena for the TBS championship. Um, pretty solid card. I know our complaints going into this was uh, everything kind of happened last minute with a lot of the matches. Um, what are your guys' thoughts? Were, uh, Joey, want to take it away. I think this is probably the biggest moment for somebody that a lot of our podcast has been a big fan of since our first episode, uh, minus myself, of course, being the contrarian that I am, and Ricky Starks, who I jokingly refer to as Pebble, a.k.a. Little Rock. <laughs> but for Ricky Starks, I think this is a huge moment because he's turned face, even though to me I think he's a natural heel, and Powerhouse Hobbs also could really benefit from this win. So I'm curious to see how they do this because I think whoever wins this match is in for a big push afterwards that I think could end with the TNT title win before the end of the year if booked right. Go ahead, Bobby. Thank you, Joey. Um, the card itself looks all right. Uh, I'm not too overly thrilled with the card. Um, again, with, like you said, Chad, everything. I mean, some things seem rushed and some things do seem like, all right, there's a story that played out. For example, the Ricky and Powerhouse, um, Jungle Boy and Krishnan, Jade and Athena. Like those stories, there was built to them. The ladder match is so random. It's just thrown in there just for us to have a clusterfuck of a match, a, ladder, a hardcore match, a ladder match. It's going to be fun, but we don't know the participants. And it's just, I, I don't know. Yeah. Danielson and, and Jericho should be a fun match. The swerve in our glory and the acclaim. I don't know if this should be the spot for the acclaim right now just because they're a babyface team and they're very hot when, when it comes to the crowd. So for them, and, and they're going to lose. So for them to go and lose, I mean, I don't know. 
I, I would have probably thrown in, thrown, thrown in Andrade and Rouge. That's just my two cents. And then maybe have a heel team win the belt and then have the acclaim take them off. That's my two cents. And then, of course, the main event. CM Punk and John Moxley. I'm not a fan of this whole story right now. Again, isn't I confirmed said yet. Isn't confirmed yet. I did forget to add that. What, I did seemed, forget to add that, but yes, you you can talk from about From reports, that. <laughs> it seems like we're going to get the rematch. And I'm not a fan of the story. I know it's, it's all a work. They're using the internet. They're using the dirt sheet to get to us. I will, I'm will going to stand by with what I said. Punk should, should, should have been the baby face of this whole thing, but they're making him seem like he's the bad guy. And I, I don't know. It's just I'm not really buying into it. You know, just my two cents on it. But I am curious on the main event. Is MJF going to pop up? Who's going to be a surprise in the in the latter match? So there is things that I am excited, but like when it comes to other years, I am a little underwhelmed with the card. Again, I'm sure the men and women are going to pull off an amazing card. And at the end of the night, I'm going to be like, oh, another great show. But when it comes to building it, I don't know. I just had a different way on for them to get to these these spots. That's just my two cents. Go ahead, George. Sorry, just taking notes. So, um, yeah, this this card is solid, but definitely all over the place in terms of booking, as far as like where the storylines are concerned. Obviously, yeah, you do have that uh, the Ricky Starks uh, Powerhouse Hobbs storyline. Um, you do have somewhat of a storyline with Athena and Jade, um, which they keep kind of like going to and coming back from. And, you know, but I got, but again, I think the Statlander in, injury kind of screwed that whole situation up. Um, you know, and then there's a, then there's the, also whatever's going on with Layla Gray. I don't know what's going on there. Um, you know, the, the punk Moxley thing. Yeah. That's, this is just starting to scream work at this point. Um, and I got a feeling we're going to see that punk heel turn and then eventually, and I say, this is going to, I'll say full gears when it's going to happen. will be MJF returning to save us from punk. Um, which I don't, which I don't necessarily agree with, but you know, it could go that way. Um, the, the acclaimed swerve in our glory match. That, that's the only one that I'm kind of like, why now? It doesn't make sense to me to do it now. Especially, yeah, like you said, the acclaimed are a hot team. D- to bury them now is just not the right thing to do. So unless they're going to get a shock win, you know, and pray off that you know the dysfunction that is Swerve in our glory, because um, they have been teasing that Swerve and uh, Keith Lee don't get along very well. So you know, we may very well see uh, you know a Swerve Strickland heel turn. I'm surprised that we haven't seen it yet, but. They said, you know, they seem to want like to play with that whole idea. So if, but again, if the if the acclaimed win the tag titles at all out, it would be a huge win for them. Um, but yeah, and, it's, and as far as like you said again, but with the powerhouse Hobbs uh, Ricky Stark thing, either that match can go either way. I'm I'm biased to say that Ricky will win that match, um, all because I don't think. But then again, because I don't think I've lost hurts Hobbs as much as a loss would hurt Ricky at this point. Um, but who knows what could happen? Um, I and uh, you know, and there's a, there's some other things that could potentially happen with this. There is one other minor storyline that, unless you're watching, you know, social media, you're not going to know about is the whole thing. Um, because you know, going into this is more up, with the upcoming Dynamite is the Osprey Kenny Omega thing. 
Um, and then, of course, then you got, you know, if the Elite win that match, which I think they will, they go on to the finals. Uh, I'm going to say it's going to be Elite Dark Order and then, you know, the whole thing with Hangman. So, um, I'm, I do have one prediction for this. I think we might see a Dark Order heel turn at this thing. And I, I, I'll keep, I'll keep my thoughts on that uh, to myself here, but I just want to throw that out. Uh, so we'll wait until after uh, all out to kind of go on that. That's an interesting thought with dark order. Um, yeah, I, I still hope Hangman's not involved in the match. I know he's been like coaching him up on like BT and everything. Um, I was actually going to bring up rankings once again here because you and Bobby both were kind of like, eh, I claimed. Yeah, they're ranked. Uh, the last rankings post was August 10th, which is the same post I've been referring to the last couple shows. Um, the acclaimed are currently ranked number four. Uh, FTR still number one contenders, as I kind of brought that up earlier. Young Bucks are somehow number two. Uh, three is 10 and evil uno just mentioned the acclaimed or number four and five are best friends so realistically um i I don't know how they're working through the rankings still it it seems like they're going in reverse order with these tag matches instead of you know number one two three like it's just been the opposite i would like to see the acclaimed win and i think everyone's still you know, hoping for Swerve and our glory to break up, Swerve to, you know, turn heel and that kind of stuff. But how long's their reign been? Has it been a couple months? Has it been six months? They weren't champs at Forbidden Door when we went, and they won a few weeks later. So it's been under three months, which would probably be the shortest, I guess, minus the Bucks as traditional champs. But in terms of an AEW title reign, it's not very long at all. Got it. So if they were to lose, it would be semi-short like Joey just had mentioned. So, um, but as we've all seen the dysfunction between both of them, I guess anything's possible. It would be a huge boost for the acclaimed. Um, you know, they're definitely on their way up, you know, after their spat with the gun club and everything like that, maybe a little early for them, maybe finish off their current battles and, and, and go from there. Um, as I was mentioning with Hangman, Hangman's still the number one contender for whichever belt he chooses. Do we see him in, you know, the uh, the casino ladder match again? Maybe. Um, you know, we've also got Hobbs in that in talks. Jericho obviously just had his match. Daniel Garcia and Jay Lethal. So obviously this is slightly outdated because it's probably for sure changed. But um, I, I just... I hope Hangman stays away from the the trios. I know it's it's building Hangman against the Elite again. It's basically custody of Hangman who who takes him yada yada yada. But I don't know. I, I'm I'm nervous for that. I'm very nervous because I don't want to see the Elite win more belts. I want to see Dark Order finally finally take home some hardware. But we'll see. A heel turn would be different though. I I would be curious to see how they do that. Uh, just really quick, I think the only way I, that I could see the acclaim losing this without it hurting them is if Gun Club interferes, um, which is entirely possible at this point. Um, and you met, and I, and I completely forgot about um, the point I wanted to make about the casino ladder match. Um, it does; it is replacing 
the casino battle royal that we've no- traditionally had it all out. Um, traditionally, we've had a women's battle royal at all out. Um, so I'm very surprised that they're replacing it with this, um, unless there is supposed to be a big uh, signing that we haven't heard about. Um, that would be the only thing that I could potentially see going on with this. I'm sure we'll find out more about it um, at, on this week's Dynamite. Cause, you know, they'll have to, because otherwise, you know, you got to just, you're not going to have any build to this match at all. Um, but I hate the idea that they're waiting to the last minute to kind of do anything with it. I would be okay, though, going into that match blind where we don't know who's in it and it's all kind of like a shock, you know. I think that would be cool. Maybe one or two guys and then the rest. But, um, yeah, you're right. It is just kind of like, mm, you know, we don't. I, mean, I don't know how we feel about it till we know who's in it. And... I mean, the only person I could see being in this match without any needed fanfare is Darby Allen um because he's i think he's been in just about every one of them and he basically gets that coffin drop through the ladder spot that you know every time and you know we had that whole promo that we found online of him jumping a jeep <laughs> you know that's yeah. <laughs> so why not let him jump a jeep through a you know ladder or something <laughs> god can they do that in the the in our arena <laughs> i don't know <laughs> uh we had a we, hey they got hangman on a horse we can make anything happen that's true that's true. I did want to add um, to the whole punk thing um, when they do announce the match, which obviously I'm pretty sure is still going to be him and Mox. But I feel like that match happening again is to give Punk the whole glory of winning the title in Chicago again. But as he's already alluded to, you know, the whole heel turn, I don't think it's going to be a clean uh, clean win. I think there's going to be some sort of fuckery, whether it's a low blow and the ref doesn't see it, or maybe we do get MJF out and, you know, they're like a heel. They start their own heel faction, you know, before it was both of them talking shit. And, you know, what if, uh, what if punk joins up with him and, and they do something, you know, Uh, I I don't want to see that personally. I'd rather see punk win the title and MJF beat him for the title. But I, one of my buddies brought that up. What if, what if they got together? Yeah. New straight edge society. Exactly. Some crazy shit. Brian. So jumping on with like the punk bandwagon here, um, I, I would like to see him, you know, win the match. Uh, Cause I feel like that match that they had on dynamite recently. Uh, what was that? Just two weeks ago. Uh, or was it a week ago? It was, it was this like, week. This past week. Okay. It was this week. All right. Sorry. I'm, I'm jumbled up on my days here, but uh, I feel like that match was kind of like just as a, a shocker to have, you know, Mox being treated seriously versus Punk because a lot of people didn't really treat Mox as a serious champion since he was only an interim champ. So I think that's just a way for Mox to gain regain back some credibility that he may have lost. But I'm with you on that one. I would like to see um, Punk uh, regain the title at All Out, uh, whether it be heel turn, face turn, I don't care. I just want to see Punk as champion again. Bobby? Guys, um, since you said that, Brian, um, nice to have you here, Brian. Um, um, do you think AEW rushed giving CM Punk the title to um, at Double or Nothing? Yeah, right? Double or Nothing? Um, I don't I don't think so. I don't no, think so be- either. I feel like he be- definitely worked his way up. He didn't just get thrown into it like we've seen – some of the other new signings. Um, 
you know, he started low and, you know, younger guys and slowly built up to that. You know, you're right. But, I agree. But the, the problem with him was, and was it the week after he won the title or two weeks after, or he was just in the stupid uh, trios match or whatever with FDR and fucking off off the well, top the, rope? The, the foot break, and he'll never admit this, I still believe the foot break was from him diving into the crowd like a moron and, and bashing his leg on the guardrail. Because right after that, he was starting to limp a little bit. And then he was talking to Dax prior to the match. So I, that, that's my little conspiracy theory. I don't know how good his title run would have been as a face, admittedly, Bob, if that's what you're saying, if it hasn't been built up enough in that way. But, yeah, I just – I'm really intrigued to see what happens with Punk, though. Well, well the way I was kind of looking at it and, like, as a booker mindset – I would have never done the punk and hangman at Dover or nothing. If anything, maybe have hangman go up against another heel. If I had the roster list, I would probably say maybe Andrade or something, Malachi. And, you know, have hangman continue his title run. And this would have been the pay-per-view where you would have built hangman and punk. And they could have done sparring for weeks of just nothing but back and forth promos. And then this would have been the moment for punk to win the title. Why? It would have marked one year since since he came back in the ring and faced Darby. And, and this would have been the summer of punk. Then if you want to turn him heel, then full gear, you could have just have him cheat to win, and there's your heel punk. That's why I'm not fully behind this whole turn right now, just because it doesn't doesn't feel natural to me. I, and again, I know the crowd is very behind MJF. And again, we're keeping our fingers crossed that he shows up. Again, I just feel like, if y'all hold it off, because if you guys wanted punk to win... And what? Like, this whole interim thing doesn't make sense to yeah. me. There's yeah. just a lot of things. Like, Tony Khan just rushed to it, and he should have just taken a second and, and adjust to the situation and be like, all right, you know what? I'm not going to do the interim. Have Mox win. But, no, he did the interim and then lost it. on it. Again, they drew a good number, guys. What was it? Um, over a million on Wednesday? Yeah, just for that. Uh, that just for that? Long. Is that is that real? What is this? The Monday Night War? But Wednesday Night Wars, it's not even happening anymore. So, like, the whole rating pop, ugh, I don't know. That's just my two cents, guys. I, I feel like Punk should have won the belt all, all these months later. And, hey, it would have prevented him from getting hurt, right? Um, you never know. I mean, he, yeah. he was jumping in the crowd, you know, when he first Prior. came back as well. So, I guess yeah. it's possible. But yeah. I do kind of agree. I don't – I'm still not fully behind the whole interim champ idea. I know they're doing that as kind of like, uh, you know, an MMA style, like right. champ kind of deal, so, you know, so we still have a fighting champ and then, you know, they can unify it. But the fact that we're now encountering that in the women's side of things as well, to yeah. me is just, I don't know. I feel like it's, it's overcomplicating the feuds that they have, especially on the women's side. Cause now we've got a four way match and there's like two or three different feuds going on, you know, just with those women alone. Um, you know, we've had, uh, Brit and, uh, uh, Thunder nonstop going back and forth. You've got Tony Storm, who's Thunder's tag team partner, who were supposed to have a match. Uh, you've got Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker, who have kind of been alluding to some sort of heat here in the near future. And then they kind of stuck Sheeta in it. Now, granted, Sheeta, um, I think Britt took the tight off of Sheeta, right? Or was it? Yeah. So she never, I guess, got her rematch from Britt. So now it's just like a whole jumbled mess. Who wins this match? How does Thunder, you know, go back against them? Who wins that match? 
it's just very complicated and bloated in my opinion. And like you mentioned with Punk, yeah, Mox did not feel like a overall champ, you know, this second time around because Punk was already the champ, only had the belt for a week before he got hurt. I don't know. It's just kind of a cheap way to have him hold on to the belt, you know, until Chicago or until he got healed, you know, uh, kind of lackluster for me. So I, I, I definitely hear your point on that. Anybody else uh, all out thoughts? Nope. All right. We are going to head on to our next segment, Chef's Kiss. Fellow Chef Bob, welcome. Thank you as Hello, always. Chef Joey, always a pleasure. Thank you. Bobby. Sorry, you... wait, did the music play? It did Sorry. play, but Joey talked anyways, even though I told him. Uh. Dick. Go ahead. Oops. Anyway, rude customers today, Bob. I apologize. Uh, Bobby, your first chef's kiss was spoiled by, I believe, JT earlier being JT, very, buddy. very unfair. What's the matter with you, <laughs> JT? But, Bob, you do have a, a different one that you, you've still been talking up to me for a while. So, Bob, what right. is your actual chef's kiss now? So, I actually, my original, like you said, JT, man, I like the same, same little, <laughs> the little dance and, and Jay Usu cracking in the background. I loved it. But, since you gave it away, I do have another one. And guys, I mentioned earlier, man, I'm, I'm hyped for Gunther and Sheamus. And I thought their segment on SmackDown was great. They just stared down. They're just looking into, into each other's soul while their, their lackeys are going at it. You know, um, Pete Dunne and, and um, um, what's the other guy's name? Um, it's well, somebody. it's still Butch technically, but no, uh, it's Butch. But, Ridge um, Holland, Ridge Holland, the big guy. Ridge and the other guy, well, Gunther's guy. Oh, Ludwig Kaiser. Ludwig, thank you. Yeah, man. So they're just staring down while these guys are going. I had it in the background, and I'm ready for this match, honestly. And it's it's great that they're building back up the Intercontinental title and making it feel important again, once again in the company. And I love it. I'm all for it. I'm ready for this Saturday match between the two. And honestly, I kind of want to see Sheamus win, man. Uh, Sheamus, that's the one belt that he hasn't held besides the universe, Universal title. But that's the one belt he really wants to, you know, hold on to. And I, I feel like this this may be the moment, you know. I feel like he, he's done well. He's He's been a great asset to the company. And I feel like this should be Sheamus' moment. But Guthrie's on a roll. He's undefeated. So I can see it going either way. But I, I'm going to be biased and I'm going to pick Sheamus. Um, Joey, what was your chef kiss for this week? Well, I, I definitely like that. The past few weeks in conversations, let alone the chef's kiss segment, that we've really been talking about their treatment of non-world titles as getting better in WWE slash NXT. But, of course, I'm going over to my NXT land, my baby, my precious. And for the first time, I think, at least in 2.0, a character has been given their own talk show segment actually in the ring. And... The Grayson Waller effect was the name of that show done by one of the best heels going in business today in Grayson Waller, the Aussie himself. Now, yes, the show is called the Grayson Waller effect, but the reason why I'm picking this as my chef's kiss for this week is not because of the host, but because of Apollo Crews. And he's been known as being too smiley, too generic, not very emotional. The what the heck Nigerian accent, but this Mike work by him in this segment was, in my opinion, his best work I've ever seen from him in terms of on the mic. 
they called out the Nigerian accent and he even brought it back and said, yeah, I did it because I'm proud of my heritage and I wanted it to come out in my work more. Big deal. Okay, yeah, I have visions and I want to accomplish big things in NXT and in wrestling. I was a champ on Monday nights. I was a champ on Friday nights. So maybe I want to tell my kids I'll be a champ on Tuesday nights too, since Waller, of course, was calling him out about returning air quotes to NXT or being demoted. And just every single comeback that Cruz had for Waller, who is really good on the mic, I was just like, wow, where the heck has this Cruz been for the last six, seven years he's been in the company? So something clicked for him since returning to NXT. And I'm just happy for him that on the mic he's improved, which is the goal of NXT is to make someone superstar ready. Bob, you got anything to say about that before we get to our main chef's kiss, which also involves NXT? Um, yeah, I do, Joey. Actually, I did enjoy the segment a lot. Um, like you mentioned, the uh, Apollo and his quick comebacks to Grayson Waller was great. And this is probably his best work on the mic. And he's been in the company for like six, seven years now. And it's like, Ugh. but hey, man, he, he, he really stole the show with this segment. Not only that, I also see a lot of high hopes for Grayson Waller, man. I really like his look, and the guy does present himself at the star. So I'm, I'm excited to see where his future leads in, in NXT or if ever gets called up to the main roster. But the, the segment overall, it, it, it does deserve a chef kiss. Enjoy, you're right. But to continue with NXT, um, I well, for the ones who watched, uh, we had a debut on NXT. And it was the son of William Regal, Charlie Dempsey. He had a backstage segment with Chase U University. And Joey, if you want to break it down for us, how'd it go? Yeah, so Chase U, I gave some love to last week. One of the segments that they've done before is having a sort of a, a guest lecturer, a guest instructor to keep with that school routine. And Charlie Dempsey comes in. There's a slight resemblance to Regal. In my opinion, he looks more like a British version of one of the Von Erics, in all Joey, honesty. I hate to, uh, it kind of looked like, uh, what's that guy, Flash Morgan? Um, Flash um, Morgan Webster in the face? Yeah, a little bit. A right? little bit, but like he has Regal, like he's a big boy. He, he's Regal's at least tight in it and is in better shape than his papa, but he looks more like a British Von Erich, in my opinion, with his hair. But this guy came in and he was doing a catch as catch can style with submissions. And Chase, Andre Chase had to keep stopping him because he was being too physical and hurting his uh, mentees, so to speak. And he basically said, your people are too soft. Look up Billy Robinson if you want to learn more things about holds. And just the, the persona that he came in with, I don't know, because I literally tried to find his age earlier, how old this kid is. But if he's only in his like early 20s, he did a great job in my opinion and this kind of BA style performer from the Brits, I think is really what's missing in NXT UK and now NXT USA. Some guys try Gallus that stable, they try to be cool and tough, but I think with uh, Dempsey, he actually exudes that more positively in my opinion. And, and so to have a comedy segment like chase, you have this serious character introduction it really made it stick out more to me, that contrast. Bob, why did it stick out to you? Um, the wrestling moves that he was applying, um, it brings back to that um, British-style wrestling, just manipulating the fingers, the nose, just I love that kind of style of wrestling. It seems very rugged, very just old school. And so when I saw him applying moves to the Chase U jabronis, I'm like, man, this guy, 
not only that, his facial expressions on the plan on the moves and, and just this guy came off so well in this one segment. It's a minute and a half. And I'm like, man, he didn't he didn't actually have a match. And this segment alone made me believe this dude is a vicious son of a bitch out there. And y'all should be scared of him in the ring because he's going to break off a finger. He's going to rip off your nose, rip off your ear, poke your eyeballs. He's going to manipulate something in that ring. And so that that would really intrigue me with uh, Charlie Dempsey here. So I am all in for Charlie Dempsey. I'm ready to see more of him. And hey, he's William Ringle's son, right? Cherry on top. He's got a little villain in him, definitely, right he away. Does. And honestly, you know what, Joey, since we, we he kind of looks like somebody with those sideburns, if you guys look up a 2003-2004 Chris Saban, Kind of looks like him, you know, 2003, 2004, Chris Saban. Yeah. Much bigger and more jacked. Oh, yeah, of course. We're talking of about there. course, yeah. but the sideburns and the curly hair, look it up. It's on It's on Google. Google it, oh, fellas. But overall, that's our uh, chef kiss. Mwah. Mwah. Week, fellas, if you guys have anything to throw in, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I had two. One of mine was for the group in general for encouraging me to buy a meet and greet for Hangman this weekend. So, Get to fucking meet my guy on Saturday. I'm super pumped about that. $100 later, $170 later, whatever it was, going to be worth it. Um, my chef's kiss, and I feel like I had one more. I messaged the group earlier this week, and I couldn't find what it was. Um, Daniel Garcia in the Jericho Danielson segment. Now, I know kind of cheesy custody battle type of thing, but Daniel Garcia did a hell of a job selling like his whole emotion through that whole process with Jericho and Danielson. I thought um, Garcia in general, I feel like has not been the most emotional guy or, you know, regarding his voice work and stuff like that. Like he's been very monotone, um, just like straight to the point type of style when it comes to that. But you could see he was like really struggling back and forth between, uh, do I tell Jericho to fuck off? Do I go with Danielson? Um, I, uh, I really enjoyed it, and it was the first thing on Dynamite. So um, I give him props because he's a younger guy. Um, definitely getting a pretty well-deserved push, I think. They're they're working on him, and I think it seems to be paying off. So, John? Yeah, so my chef's kiss is Roman Reigns. <laughs> and... I mean, what they're doing with him right now, I'm I'm so invested, and in. I'm I truly believe what I say is no one can stop him. That's my chef's kiss. Maybe Cody or uh, <laughs> The Rock, but as of right now, no one can stop him. But Brian, so my chef's kiss uh, comes directly from Monday Night Raw. As of late, um, I'll point it out from two weeks ago because I'm not quite caught up on this week's, unfortunately. Um, I don't know if you guys noticed in the background of these uh, smaller segments and everything like that, when they're showing somebody walking to the ring or warming up before a match, they're planting little smaller details in there. They're planting smaller details. Like uh, when somebody was getting ready for a match, I want to say it was either AJ or Lashley. You could see in the background, Adam Pierce was directing security to keep Dexter Loomis out. They were giving, he was giving him a pep talk as uh, for that. And, I really like appreciating those smaller details. I mean, we talked about it, uh, or you guys talked about it last week, how, you know, the, there was a car crash, car was being towed, security was running through segments uh, or people in the segments, 
So I really hope we continue to see details like that because that type of storytelling, uh, the smaller details of everything, those always do matter as well too. Uh, George? All right. My my uh, chef's kiss this week uh, goes to the return of Kip Sabian. Um, we didn't mention this earlier. I was originally going to throw it as a bone to pick, but you know what? I'm going to make it a chef's kiss here because um, the, the way that they pulled it off was absolutely beautiful because Kip had a just some random guy planted in the crowd with the box on his head, kind of had his mouth ta- you know taped shut so he couldn't talk. And all of a sudden, Kip, you know, attacks Pack from behind, you know, that was beautiful. That was a great setup. And Bobby, I love the thing. <laughs> um but yeah, that was just a great way to do it. And I'm glad they did it that way. Um, so yeah, I'm very happy about that. And uh, as, but as long as we're talking about bones to pick, I'll go ahead and pivot right into that so that we can just get the, get rolling on whoa, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Graphic, bone to pick time. Let me play the graphic. All right, now you may speak, sir. <laughs> All right. So my bone to pick this week, and I got an interesting, I got two, two of them actually. Uh, one is uh, Daniel Garcia. I got a bone to pick oh, with. Oh, come on. Not the promo itself that he pulled because he spoke well, but that push on Jericho was the weakest shit. Preach. I, Preach, brother. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was like, I saw that and I'm like, the hell was that? I'm like, I, it was the most unbelievable thing. Like, dear God, man. Garcia, my buddy, dude. Come on, man. You it can do better like than this. Jericho like tripped on himself. Like it was like very, he was like, Whoa. It, yeah, it was I, so, I it was that. so bad. Um, <laughs> oh my God. So, so that was my first bone. My second bone is something that just, and this is actually going to be part of a quick hit here. So Vince Russo of all people is uh, my other bone to pick. Um, so Russo was recently on his own podcast and he has a he's made a very big claim here. Uh, he claims that he was a consultant for the USA Network on uh, in regards to WWE Raw. Um, specifically, the timeline he has is March before WrestleMania in 2020, up until this past Mania in 2022. Um, and he was basically a he claims that he was being paid quite lucratively to uh, basically be a consultant to the vice president of USA Network in charge of WWE Raw. So he so the to make this claim now that Vince McMahon is gone from WWE, that just it just seems screams petty as shit to me. And it's just so stupid. Vince Vince Russo hasn't been relevant in years, and for him to say this is just I don't know. I I, I can't take anything Russo says with any you know sense of you know seriousness at, anymore. Because um, we all know because Vince Russo is the guy behind the finger poke of doom. Just in, just in case you all forgot. So yeah, you know, screw that. If he if it's true. Dumb move by USA Network. If it's fake, fuck Vince Russo. Uh, so that's my other bone to pick. Um, and I'll go and had to give it over to Brian because he hasn't gotten – he came in late, so he gets priority. I tell you what, guys. Uh, <laughs> I have several 
bones to pick and they all stem from last week's podcast so let's just go for it number one joey all your opinions especially on top dollar that's my bone to pick you were saying top dollars rep was so bad i checked it out this week it wasn't that bad, okay? You had it seemed like he was tone deaf, couldn't keep on rhythm. Man was going at it. He was going in. He was just telling the people so happy to be back with Hit Row. That's what everybody was going with, okay? Before you continue, two, before you continue, I want to hear Joey's counter argument. I want I want to hear the bickering. I want everybody to see what we see every day. Bring it on. I, I just want to point out that it was not just me, Brian. The entire call. Also had it too. The entire Rich call. Your, had it your boy like that. that was with you the first week. The only other one, in my opinion, on this call that was happy about Hit Row's return was, was, was Brian, you, and Rich. And yet it takes one segment, and Rich said, You let a brother down. So you tell me what caused Rich's mind to change and, and yours not to. I'm just saying. Honestly, Honestly, though, top dollars rap. I'll say this. The flow was there. It was steady. It was great. It was on beat. The rhymes, on the other hand, they could have been a little bit better. Okay, maybe And that I was think it. that's the maybe that was issue. the reason why he let a brother down. OK, yeah. that was the reason why he let a brother down. And I think the that's the bigger issue because there. because and I and I mentioned this in my critique last week is that writers are always a big conversation and controversial opinion in wrestling. Can they hire like outside writers to do some of these raps then? If I mean, they've hired the- outside writers in the past before too. Right. Uh, I mean, what was if his, his name? Flows Prince, there. Prince Jr. He was a right. He was a writer before. Right. And he was if just more so in there. acting and TV. If you yeah. claim his flow is there, Brian. His flow then- is there. His <laughs> flow me, is there. That's finish. why they call him Top Dollar. And ain't nobody better than Top Dollar. Not nada. This is why I have so many bones to pick with you, hey, Joey. And including honey's. your chef's kisses. Including your chef's oh, kisses. Can I still re- whoa, 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 Let me still respond to pick. Top Dollar before you do this. No. Final comment from no, me on I Top Dollar. I have seven bones no, to pick. No, no. So One more thing with pennies, a.k.a. Top Dollar. Hire somebody to write his music then, and then the next time he does a rap, if that flow's still there, we can break down the rap line by line. We can make that a segment, Brian. That's my offer. Jesus. We'll make it work. Jesus. Go ahead. Fucking next thing. Let Bobby go first before we hear for another hour. Let Bobby go first. Right. Um, sorry. Um, I just want to enjoy um, Wale. He's somebody who's a big fan of WWE. You know, why don't they contact him, have him come in and, and write for the boys, you know? Thank you, Bob. Just something, something to throw out there, you know. Anyways. Um, um, may I continue? Yes, yeah, you may. Ahead. May I continue? Okay, Joey, your chef's kisses. Pick something else other than NXT 2.0, all right? I get it. It's great. <laughs> it's quality. Pick something else. We have WWE, Raw, SmackDown, Impact, NXT NWA, WWE. The one week. The one week. We have so much wrestling, and yet you consistently pick NXT 2.0. I am going to have Bob back me up on this. Bob, was there not a week that I was going to pick the Orange Cassidy match, and Chad threw it, to my opinion, the first two minutes of the show? So I need Bob to back me up on this. I did hijack that. Yeah, you're right. It was like three hours Guys, there's times where we don't always communicate our chef kiss to you guys because we want to make it a surprise. 
And sometimes you guys would go into depth. It happened tonight. It, it happened tonight. It happened tonight and it happened before. So so sometimes me and Joey, we have to work on the fly. You and know, like backups. how the boys, like how the boys and girls do it in the ring. And hey, you know, so Joey has to go back to uh, good old old faithful. Good old right? faithful. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so old faithful. Continue, Brian. Continue. Go ahead, Brian. All right. Number three. Everybody forgetting before the impact. Bob, I'm especially ashamed of you since you are a resident impact guy. Everybody was mentioning these different shows that we saw being, you know, recorded for impact. Everybody forgets before the impact, which is on YouTube, by the way. It's basically a recap of their pay-per-views, followed by a few other dark matches here and there. Everybody forgot before the impact. JT, my other bone to pick is with you. You <laughs> consistently telling me being on my ass for picking and choosing people in different factions. Let me live. Let me live, man. Let me live. Rich, I know you're not here. My other bones to pick with you. You pronounced Kazuchika wrong. Shame on you. Uh, and then everybody else, my other bone to pick. You guys, all forgetting with the knee brace. I know Joey mentioned it last week, seeing Mandy Rose and Zoe Stark, knee brace being used. You guys forgot NXT New Orleans unsanctioned match. Johnny Gargano uses that we knee brought brace. brought it up. Well, no, I said that. We 100% brought it up, Brian. Champa. We brought it up. We brought it up. Brian, we brought it up. We brought it up. You weren't here. But you hey. did not mention specifically what happened, and hey. that's my bone to pick. Brian, The Rock has a uh, bone to pick with you. He says, Shut up, bitch. There you go. Fuck right off. All right, everybody <laughs> else. Go uh, right ahead. Bobby, let's hear your bones hey, to pick, hey, buddy. Brian, I was look. just here bringing the energy. Hey, uh, Brian, you know, I do forgive. <laughs> I, 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 I love the energy, Brian. We're, we're frenemies, but I love the I love the energy. Go ahead, Bob. Um, Brian, I do admit I don't watch before the impact, but as going um after this week, my satellite went out on me during impact, and so I had to subscribe to their YouTube channel to catch the rest of impact. And so I did catch this past week's before the impact. And I will catch it going forward. Anyways, I didn't even know my, that was a thing. It's it's the dark match before the show. They just oh, throw it so in there. But you would have to be a member. So yeah, I believe it's like a dollar. Or I, I did the 249 deal. So anyways, my bone to pick is going to come from a promotion that none of us has mentioned until just a couple seconds ago. Brian, you brought it up. NWA. Guys, NWA has their um, NWA signing for going on. They had night one last night. Night two is going on right now. And as we're speaking, Homicide just defeated Ricky Morton right now. Um, but my bone pick is with this company. I have no clue what's going on with the company. I'm not liking a lot of the decision-making going on behind the scenes. Who's in the main event? You got Trevor Murdoch as your champion going up against Tyrus. And for some of you guys who don't know who Tyrus is, that's Brodus Clay. Yes, Brodus Clay and Trevor Murdoch in the main event for the NWA world title. Not a fan of that. Not a fan of last night's show. I, a lot of it looked clunky, clusterfuck. There was a spot off the ladder. I swear to God, this dude almost died, but he managed to bounce back in the ring and make it work. It, it's a shit show of a, of, of a show. I, I don't like the commentary. There's, I can just pick apart this show, and I don't want to because it's another promotion that I do want to support. Just the last couple of weeks has been brutal to watch this thing. And, and just having it, this in the background is just like, ah, nothing is appealing to me right now. And it's just, ugh, it's brutal. And I hate to see it. And I know Billy Corrigan, he's very behind his team. And, you know, I understand it. Look, they've been hit with lots of, um, not releases, but they lost a lot of the big stars. 
Look at Ricky Starks. He started off in NWA. AEW has him. Thunder Rosa. Boom. James Storm. He's gone. They lost a lot of big heavy hitters. And now they have to rely on their, their underclass talent. And that's what I'm seeing right now. And I'm not a big fan of it. It's like, ah, uh, uh, that's just my bone pick for NWA. Um, hopefully you guys can catch more of it. Um, but with the way it's going right now, I don't know if any of y'all want to tune in. It's, eh, it's not looking good. So come on, Billy Corrigan, get your shit together. Get your roster together. Let's get this company rolling down the road. Because I felt like 2019, before the pandemic, y'all were doing pretty well. Pandemic hit and shit just went south for y'all. And I hate to see it. I, I really do wish y'all bounced back. I'll catch the rest of the show tonight. But from what I've seen, it hasn't been pretty. Go ahead, Chad. So I've got two, and they're kind of silly. The first one's for the entire group for not reminding me about one of my chef's kiss. It was actually uh, this prom- the smaller promotion. Um, I don't even know what the fuck it's called, but there's a guy whose gimmick is literally he's a pizza maker, and he's just spinning dough the entire fucking match. And that was that was one of my chef's kiss that I forgot about. So shame on you fucks for not reminding me. My second one is with Bob, and it's not a major one. It's more of a tease, like, come on, bro. His chef's kiss wasn't Kip Sabian. I'm, like, honestly shocked by that. Bob didn't bring up Kip the entire episode. I am surprised by that. Bob, I thought you were a Kip fan, bro. What, what's going on here? I, I, to um, be fair, I think I stole it before Bob I think got you did. to it. I think you no, did. No, no, I just no, no. To... to be honest, I... I, th- I thought you were going to bring it up during your review. Not I forgot to. So, and so, me, but. And I didn't want to add it part of my chef's test since I already had something else. And I'm like, yeah. Um, but hey, yeah, no, I'm excited. When George brought up, I'm like, oh, yeah, dude, Kip. Kip, I love it. Continue. Um, I think that's it for me. I'm, there's probably a thousand things I'm going to you know remember here as we kind of a lot a lot of us do this on the fly you know we're not all like bob and rob uh or roberto who you know talk about this beforehand i just kind of you know speak my mind as it's here so um yeah uh george why don't you go ahead buddy all right so i'm gonna go ahead and get us wrapped up here with some quick hits uh so first off uh and this is going to be very on brand for quick hits um apparently kevin nash is entering into the uh recreational marijuana game um he has gotten his own strain going um and the most beautiful quote coming from stokely hathaway in regards to this uh and i quote Kevin Nash having his own strain is crazy. One hit is going to have you thinking about FUBU and titties. <laughs> that was, that's a callback. Right Did we mention uh, Flair had one last week? I know Flair just announced his, uh, he's I, got a, some sort of marijuana thing going on too. I, I wasn't here last week, so I don't know if you guys talked about it then. Uh, other Next quick hit is staying with Kevin Nash. Um, apparently he's got some beef with Will Ospreay, um, and Kenny Omega has gotten in, involved in it. Um, like somebody had asked Kevin about, um, Ospreay's recent five-star match. Um, and Nash responded by saying, yeah, but how much merch has he moved? <laughs> um, Omega coming in and saying not a damn thing, you know, it just, he hasn't moved a damn piece of merch and, you know, basically Ospreay being like, you know, just saying he doesn't need to worry about it. Um, last little quick hit is there was a report in regards to Thunder Rosa. Uh, I know we talked about her injury with her back, but there was some, 
an injury or uh, not so much an injury, but a, uh, an incident that happened apparently following the Jamie, J- Jamie Hader match that she had. Um, Cause that in the match that she broke Jamie Hader's nose, uh, apparently she was hiding in the bathroom after that match um, because she was afraid that Hader was going to beat the shit out of her. Um, that's been, that has not been confirmed, but it has been rumored to have happened. I'm not sure if that played into this whole uh, injury thing with her. Um, but other than that, um, it's something that was reported, but never really followed up on. Um, so those were my quick hits. Um, uh, but, for, you know, I think we'll go ahead and get this uh, finalized here unless anybody's got any last minute things to add. Uh, I was just going to add, uh, we didn't talk about GCW, but we'll be at uh, Art of War Games 2 this weekend. Uh, freelance Wrestling, we're going to flex them at the Emporium Arcade Bar on Thursday. Um, it's going to be a busy-ass week from us, guys. Uh, literally Wednesday through Sunday, we're going to be busy nonstop. Um, John and I both are going to try to have our GoPros out so we can record some vlog content and kind of push that out and get it to you guys as soon as we can but um yeah stay tuned for that stuff um i also got us on uh podcasting uh actual podcasting platforms i'll be getting some things uploaded to spotify which will allow us to post on amazon and apple um so stay tuned for that stuff we'll try to link that uh george if you want to carry us home all right. So uh, in addition to everything uh, Chad just mentioned, obviously keep an eye out for our new uh, podcast stuff coming up. Otherwise, check us out on social media, Twitter, Snapchat, Facebook, and Instagram. Uh, do the, it's uh, we got at do the, uh, hashtag do the move uh, on Twitter at do the move pod. And I believe on Instagram it's at do the move podcast if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, if you guys are watching us here on Twitch, uh, be sure to drop a follow. Um, if you guys are watching us on YouTube after the fact, uh, be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. It helps the channel out. Um, gets you know helps out with those uh, algorithms and gets us onto more into more eyes. Um, so every little bit helps, and we do appreciate everybody that does uh, support us. Um, other than that, uh, again, thank you everyone for coming. Thank you to the crew here at Do the Move. Um, we also would encourage you um, if you are attending any of these wrestling events, be please to be safe, be respectful. Uh, obviously, you know there's always those incidents of fans getting too drunk and doing something stupid. Please don't be that fan we don't want to hear any do about any do the move fans doing anything dumb because the best thing you could do is to do the move and be a respectful fan so on that note everyone be be safe and of course do the move do, do the, the move. move love everybody hopefully we see y'all at some shows this week have a great rest of your night